so here, so here we are. Dominique Britton, lead singer of Sweet Soul Sister. Here we are. Right. I'm engaged to you. Yep. Um, I'm the keyboard player. This and is how co-writer. And co-writer. Right. The and the pain in the butt, I think, a little bit. Because here we are. We're in this lovely cabin, and we have this crackling fireplace here. Thank it's you, a, Craigslist. Thank you, Craigslist. <laughs> for the cabin or for you and me? For all of it that you just mentioned. If Were it not for Craigslist, yeah. we would have probably never met. That's true. And this was this was a, one of our first songs we wrote. Yes. Yes. The I was complaining about my ex-husband, lyrically, right. and then you kind of helped finish finish it out with the uh, hook course. Right. I remember, and I remember when we knew we had a good chorus. Do you remember that? We were, yes. we, yes. Tate was like playing games or something on the floor and, and, and he, and he, you know, I don't know, how old was he then? He was 12 or something. Yes. And when, and when he looked back at us and he kind of nodded his head like, that's your chorus, you found it. Because you and I were just noodling around. Mouths of babes. You can always count on them for right. the good stuff. He knew. <laughs> he knew. Lionel Richie used to do that. Did you know that? He said um, that when they would go write songs and they'd be in the studio all night, they would come home and they would just... And he would play the songs for his kids. And if they would start dancing to the songs, he knew he had a hit. And if they didn't... There you go. If they didn't like the songs, then he didn't either. It's got a good beat. The kids love to dance to it. Who said that? What dance show was that? What was that dance show um, that was so popular back in the 80s? Ed McMahon? No. Oh, no. Uh, 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 uh... What right, was it? Right, and, and the dancers would do the routine for every top 10 single. Yes. Oh, what was what that was called? What was that? Any of you listeners solid out gold? there? No. Because the Solid Gold dancers. No, it wasn't Solid Gold. It was... There was a host. It was like an Ed McMahon host. Um, Dick Clark. There what it is. was the name of that show? American Bandstand? Yes. That's that was it. it. Yeah. <clears throat> that was it. Next question. Um, uh, well, this is Mike on keyboards. Killing it. And that that is the reason why he's here. Because I needed a keyboard player. So I put an ad on Craigslist. And this is what you're hearing. The result of what you're hearing is our interview or our love for each other. And the solo that you just heard. Expressed through digits on keyboard. Thank you, Craigslist. Um, Craigslist is getting some publicity on this podcast, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Lucky them. They are. They're getting a lot of love from us. Okay, here's a quiz. What member of our band uh, cites this as their favorite song of ours? Drew. Drew, our bass player, right? Doesn't he... Oh, 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 that's my favorite. Oh, 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 that hurricane song. That's a good song. Well, now. It's my favorite song. <laughs> What's that song about? He doesn't say much, Drew. And he can lay down a mean bass line. But when he does speak, it is extremely profound. It is. It's like the gods, you know, the earth has opened up and the gods have spoken. Right. When Drew opens his mouth. Because right. he never opens his mouth. Right. He's very economic with his words. He is. What was it he said about that skirt that I wore? This was one of the first things he said that I remember thinking to myself, boy, this man doesn't speak much, but when he does speak, you really got to listen because there's humor and wit. He said, oh, oh, he was talking about a woman. He was like, freak of the week. 
Yeah. No, but what was this, the joke about the skirt? You know that cow's hide skirt that I have? <laughs> I don't remember. Something about, I can't remember, but. You have a cowhide skirt? Yeah, I do. It's a wraparound cowhide skirt. All right, well, that'll compliment the horse pants. Yeah. Right. Which is not a flattering comment, but I mean it with flattery. The pants horse are. pants. Well, that they just sounds they, like a bad name it, that you would call your friend that you. Yeah. Hey, get up here, horse to... pants. <laughs> right. Or you could have said to me yesterday, keep up, horse pants. I'm surprised you and Keith didn't call each other horse pants at oh, some point. We called in your each other much worse than horse pants. Like, man, we would. Although that's that'd be a good one. I would have probably had to add a few more things on horse pants. Or maybe other parts of a horse than the pants. Man. Um, we haven't talked about this song at all. No, we haven't. Right. Well, this is Hurricanes. And that, that's Ray Hems right there. On the guitar. Right. It calls the... <laughs> and I'm trying to... And I have my mental filter on right now, trying not to use the actual words that we use for his guitar sound. Because they all, they all refer to the male genitalia. Ah. Uh. Right. We can't do that on the air. No, we can't do that. This is like a, this is a family-friendly uh, show. Because it would be passe at this point. Yeah. Because everybody does that on the right. air. Right. Everybody can t- compares their guitar sound to a phallus. <laughs> or whatever go. they can pick out of a box to compare to a phallus. Right. And now what we're doing is we're just covering up the fact that it's PG with big words. Right. But we all know what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So this is Hurricane. So this song is about... Well, that pretty much says it right there. Um, yeah, just in relationships, you know, there's always one that feels like they're not being heard. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in their head, and they're confused, they're distracted. They want a better place on earth. Um, but when you love someone, sometimes you just have to live with all that and be okay with it. So this song is called All Right, This is Sweet Soul Sister. Um, and we, what is this song about, Dominique? Well now, in the words of Drew Pounds, well now. Oh, oh, oh. Love you, Drew, if you're listening. Uh, this song is about being bullied by jealous women. And uh, I just am kind of expressing trying to literally but artistically express in the verses what I was observing from these women and I was trying to be poetic about it but at the same time I was really angry and I just found that in life instead of complaining sometimes it's better if you try to do something constructive or make art from your anger or your discontentment or whatnot. Hence the song, all right. So I I go on in the verses to describe my experience, what I observed, and then in the choruses, I in in one word basically, I predicted my destiny is that I'm gonna be all right. Yeah, you, it's, could, you, it's you, always you let go. Be all right. You just let go. It's human conflict is inevitable, right? Yeah, unfortunately, it really is, and that's that's tricky, you know. The, uh, and I guess anybody that's grown up in a big family knows that that's just part of life. But you and I were only children. So I think that you and I, it's, it's still, as adults, still kind of jars us sometimes. Like, oh, wow, I'm, 
I'm in conflict with this person. Well, and because we're both Libras, maybe, and we're all about the balance and peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's conflict with others that makes you sharper, you know? But that, but, but that, but that doesn't mean it doesn't suck. It doesn't hurt. And to the point of this song, it doesn't, su- you know, it doesn't suck at schlamazel at the office. Yeah. Yeah. So schlamiel schlamazel, that's a word, that's a Yiddish term you and I started using mm-hmm. a lot. From Laverne and Shirley. Yep. <laughs> and, it's, and they're great words, aren't they? The Yiddish have the best words for these things. Yeah. I was definitely schlamazeled. Hey, I, I've been there. Been there a couple times. But right? press fast forward. Like I was saying during the song Hurricanes, sometimes you have to deal with discontentment in a relationship and choose to stay in it and figure out a way to work with it. And sometimes you just have to walk away. After five years of being schlamazeled, I decided that it was best to just walk away. What I thought was, but, but that was recent though. After this song was written, and after we recorded this song, and you expressed these words, and, and like in the chorus when you said you are, you let it go. Isn't it interesting how I remember when things got a little better at the office, didn't they? They did for a brief minute. And I wonder if that was in part because, well, no, I know it was. And then you, my boss's physician upped her dosage on her antidepressants, <laughs> and then it got bad again. So the way I made it all right was I just said, peace, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. All right. And peace, we're out. I think maybe we did this out of sequence. Maybe this one actually happened before all right. Yes. I think this is one of our very first songs. I also said in the last recording that I was an only child. Which my family is going to be pissed about because I'm not an only child. <laughs> no, I was like, an only child. My two brothers and sister are going to be like, what, "What the f? You're not an only child." <laughs> but I meant that for the record. I meant that in the sense of like, I, they, the, because of the age gap, I was alone with mom for many years, for many formative years. Mm-hmm. So uh, whatever. This is okay. why it's so hard being a politician is because yes. you say one thing and then it's. Right. Yeah, careful what you say on the air. Right. Anywho, I was just sitting down at Garage Band one night and. Uh, Trying to figure out how it works, actually. For those of you that don't know what GarageBand is, it is a staple item that comes with your MacBook. Free! Woohoo! And um, it's similar to that of the industry standard recording platform Pro Tools, uh, Logic. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it's very user friendly. So for a novice like myself, I was able to get in there and figure things out pretty quickly. And once I started figuring out a beat and pulling in some instrumentation, the lyrics just kind of came to me. And I was not too terribly long divorced, maybe a little over a year and a half, when I just, words just started coming out. And um, then I took the raw files and I threw them at Mike and the band, and we kind of built from there. So we have not yet done a video for this song. And this is one of our best songs. It is the... I think it is our guitar player Ray's favorite song. Yep. When, when we played the Velvet Note back in November, which we sold out. Yep. Um, you remember he was so pissed at me because I didn't put it on the set list. So he incited the crowd to rebel against me mm-hmm. to play the song as our encore. That was such a Ray moment. And then, of course, he turned up his amp and melted everyone's face. Like, And he, and he knew. He knew. He was like, we're going to close this set with nerve. 
whether Bielenberg wants well, to Ray or not. Well, Ray is not going to do a gig without face melting. <laughs> um, you know, he's, he's got to melt some faces. Right. Everywhere he goes, he's a face melter. And I was so worried that... Um, love you, Ray. Love you, Ray. The owner of the, um, the Velvet Note, um, Tamara Fuller, who we love... Said I, I was worried that Shout she would. Shout out, Ian. That's right. Y'all go to Velvet Note. Great, great, oh. world-renowned jazz musicians. Great little venue. Um, great menu. You'll love it. Carry on. Well, I was gonna say that I, I was worried that Tamara would see guitars, you know, Ray's guitar and Ray, you know, blaring like that, and that would not be weird. And the exact opposite happened. They loved each other. Like they. Do you remember that after yes, the show, I they do. were talking and drinking, and like they were such buddies. Man. So what is this song about? Okay, this is, yeah. This is kind of, I was, well, I'm not going to name names, but my last marriage was not great. And um, that person had a lot of nerve. <laughs> and I got no idea from whence the nerve came. But I've never seen that much nerve in a person and uh, I was just stunned so I had to write about it narcissism baby narcissism <sighs> took my money took my soul it's took, all about me oh god anyway. come on next subject I mean next song well a quick shout out to Carl Stovall for uh, remember he generated that song with those samples that he came up with that he remember did that? Remember that? And then we basically transcribed those parts as a band, and that became the intro of the song. Yes, and I used his samples. I think I imported them into GarageBand and then built the song from there. Right. That's what we did. Right. Our band has had been on quite a journey in terms of, like, hybriding mm -hmm. electronics with live stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, there is a way to make them work together, but it's it's a, it's a strange bedfellows. What Goodfellows? Bedfellows, like uh, people... Oh, I thought you said Goodfellows. Goodfellows. <laughs> Great movie. No, Bedfellows. I think Bedfellows are people that are like stuck together and they just have to like make it work. Mm -hmm. They're in bed together. They're in bed together. And they can't not be in bed together. But not in a sexual way. Just in a... I'm lying down next to you. I didn't think of it in a sexual way. I think that was you. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Well, the bed can be used for more than one thing. More than sleeping? Okay, where is this conversation <laughs> going? Next song, please. <laughs> So I have to be honest about this song. The um, you just sat down one night by yourself. I don't know where I was. I wasn't home with you, and you just knocked this thing out. Like you, you just burped this well, song out. Well, you set me up, and was it was it Logic or was it Ableton? Probably, probably Garage Band. I think. No, it was Ableton. I think. I think it was. I think it was Logic. Oh, Logic. Okay. And you and, were um, you were home at the condo. Set me up with a keyboard. Yeah. And I just created the little snare beat thing and played the keyboard parts and just did the lyric. And, and the band loves the song. The crowds love the song. When we play this live, of course, this is like the more studioized version. Yeah. When the band plays the song, the band just digs in. It's being currently mastered right now by the great uh, uh, Phil Rogers. Yes. Um, and, and even he said, dude, I love the way this just wraps yeah. around the vocal. It's amazing. And I had nothing to do with it. 
Well, and that's a little yeah. confronting for me. Well, but for me, I mean, I understand that about you. I, I have you a music got your degree. hands all in everything, and you're like the mastermind behind all of our music. You really are. I mean, you're the musical director. I guess a lot of the ideas start with me, but when I can't finish something, you always... You complete me. Aww. But um, for me, this song was pivotal, or the production, or the creation of this song was, is, is pivotal for me in my life as far as a musician, if that's what you want to call me. Well, yeah, because listen to this song. I did it all by myself. You did it all by yourself? Everything. Everything. The only thing I didn't I did do is nothing. the mastering, because <laughs> I'm going to leave that up to Phil. But anywho, um, and I have gotten, from all the songs, I have gotten more positive response on this song from all the songs we've ever done. Yeah, this is a home run. So I guess what that says is less is more. But this song is just um, basically, I guess what I'm saying is that I'm an idiot, you know? I, I'm not going to lie. I've been married several times. And part of the reason is because I didn't make an effort to do discovery and learn about the other person and about where we're going in the relationship. I just dove in with my Italian passion and said, oh, I'll make it work. He'll be different because I will shower him with love and therefore he will change. So this song is kind of like, God, I should have just done discovery and asked the How's it gonna be? <laughs> yeah, so that's what this is. Well, I, it's funny you're talking about doing your due diligence with with a man. Yeah. And um, well, first of all, some people just have a hard time accepting love in any way, shape, or form. It's almost it's confronting. You know, I've struggled with that. Sometimes when you're having a moment where you're clearly being loved by someone, yes. sometimes it can be it, it's a little. You're like, wait, wait, I don't know what to do with this. I, I, this doesn't happen often. What, what am I supposed to do here? Right. But that's not what I was... My point was this. So yesterday, you and I were hiking mm-hmm. uh, on, on the, um, the Art Lobe Trail on yes. the Mount Pisgah National Forest. And I remembered the, the rest of that thing about how you, how, you, how you really know a man, or you don't know a man well until you've seen three things happen. And remember, I was trying to remember what this is with you. We were having a conversation, and I couldn't remember it. But yesterday on the trail, I remembered what the other three things were. You don't know a man well until you've seen him A, lose his luggage, B, get lost, or C, lose his job. And then you really know a guy. So there's your due diligence. What are you talking about? Men never get lost. Right. They never have to stop and ask for directions. They never get lost. Right. So how does that even apply? You're right. Yesterday on that mountain, I knew exactly where we were at all times. At no point at all did I consult with you and say, hey, are we we on the right thing here? And at no point did I say, no, Dominique, the, uh, that's a terrible idea. That's not the way we're supposed to go. But yeah, so ladies, do your discovery before you marry. And this song, Tell Me How It's Going to Be, is soon to be released on iTunes, Rhapsody, all the music platforms. Amazon. So, Amazon. So keep your eye out and um, plan on shooting a video, hopefully before the end of the year. Sorry, wedding a video? Shooting. Oh, okay. It sounded like you. Planning on. Making a video, shooting a video, <laughs> creating a video. When you hear that on playback, you're going to laugh. Oh, did it sound like chatting? Yes, it did. Sharding. 
<laughs> We're gonna start a video. Okay. This is Sweet Soul Sister. You can check us out on Facebook or at SweetSoulSister.com to see some of these videos. And a lot of the songs that you're hearing in these podcasts, I think pretty much all of them are on iTunes, Amazon Music, etc. And when you go to YouTube, uh, type in Sweet Soul Sister Band. Yeah, otherwise you're going to get the cult. Yeah. Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> This, all right, now I have to be honest, this, so this, and speaking of videos, this is my personal favorite video we've ever made. We just, we went all out on this one with dancers and this cool set. But I have to ask you, because I've never asked you, we, this is one of my favorite songs we do. What the hell is this song about? I think it's just about insecurity and obligation and um, um, kind of like, you know, Sometimes when you're feeling conflict in a relationship, um, you have these ways of psychologically punishing each other, and you play mind games, kind of. And um, you know, a person might say one thing, and their partner perceives it as a different thing, and so they act accordingly, and then they end up hurting each other. I mean, the lyrics are somewhat up for interpretation as is the case with a lot of songs and a lot of art. Um, but you know what? A lot of times when I write, I don't, it's not premeditated. It's kind of like when we do the morning pages. Yeah, that's what I was thinking Stuff just comes of. out. Yeah. And I think that it's stuff that's locked away in my subconscious. So right now, as we're talking and you're asking me what this song is about, and pretty much for all of the songs, I can kind of give you tidbits of what are floating in my subconsciousness yeah. or my subconscious brain and tie them to a lyric here and there. But I don't like create a story in my mind and then go, okay, I'm going to write a song around this story yeah. of what happened in my life. I mean, the top of the course, the line, the line that you wrote just out of your gut when mm -hmm. we, we were, you know, you were just on a mic and we needed something mm -hmm. to record because all we were doing was testing out a new Melodyne plugin. Sure. Do you remember? That's yes. how the song was born. All we were doing yep. was like, we're not here to write a song. We're not here to create a masterpiece. We're just here to test out a new plugin that we bought and we want to make sure it works right. And of course we cranked out a great single. But the chorus that you came up with was this one. Every time you remember, you punish me again and again. For the same mistake. That's, so, that's what we do that's in deep, life. Man. Yeah, we gotta we gotta let go. People let go. Move on. Now this part here, the rap part. So so I wrote this because mm -hmm. because I just have because of when I produce jingles, I just I'm you know, I'm accustomed to deadlines and we were really crunched for time and we needed rap. We needed words. So the way you and I work is I just kinda crank out a bunch of words and then Ultimately, what of them you decide to sing or rap or whatever is up to you. And if you need to edit and change, you do. But it, but yeah. we found it's fast. If I if we need a lot of words in an area, I'll just kind of burp them out. Mm -hmm. But I remember when I wrote those lyrics, I, without any mindfulness as to what the rest of the song was about, I remember that I did what I often do with lyrics with you is I just say, well, what do I want her to say to me? And so I just think of what that is, and then I just put those words in your mouth. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been and amazing because mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, it's like you don't you're like okay, this is cool. This is cool. A lot of times I have to condense it down though, oh, yeah. to almost haiku format because you are so verbose. Well, there's so much I I want. I can't rap like what's his name, 
Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> what guy would not love the or opportunity Eminem. to to have his have his wife say whatever he wanted to her? Yeah. Come on, it's a dream come true. You you know, and so I really I should put more things. You know, I should really sneak more things in there, like things like, "Honey, you're such a great driver," or "Honey, you're just your body is unbelievably fit." And I should put and if I sneak those into our lyrics, I mean, you might just you'll be too busy to edit it out. You just wind up singing it. I'm just having that thought now. I think maybe I'll. I could, I could get more mileage out of this. Well, you were, I'm going to switch over a little bit here, but this video was by far, took the most work and took the most forethought and pre-planning and pre- and post-production. Um, and you were the mastermind behind it all. Man, that... I mean, I wrote oh. a storyboard, and um, but you made it all happen. And uh, there were so many moving parts... And um, I'm just so proud of you, you know, for taking leadership. You're such a great director. I mean, you were on that, what's that cart that moves around? Dolly. The dolly, camera dolly or whatever. Man, I felt like I was watching Spielberg out there. You were just rolling around on that thing, and then you'd hop down off of it and interject yourself into the scene and the video that you were in. And um, shout out to Dance 411. Oh my God, the oh most amazing gosh. dancers and talent came out of that over on Moreland Avenue in Atlanta. And um, Jeremy Green. Jeremy Green, who is doing the most incredible stuff with Usher. Um, he's doing. He's working with big name artists right now, and. Um, the Black Entertainment Arts Industry or Network, I can't remember, BET. Um, he's just all over the place and he's doing great things. And he was so professional and so humble and so kind and so into what we were doing. And the dancers were too. Oh. Um, what a class act oh those my people gosh. are. I, I just can't say enough good things about them. And um, they have some really great dance classes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because you and yeah. I, we watched This Is It, the documentary with Michael Jackson mm-hmm. before he died, and mm-hmm. we were so blown away by those dancers. Yeah. We thought, we got to do a video with this kind of dancers. And I think the band still is a little shocked that we put as much energy and resources into those dancers as we did. But don't, yeah. don't you think it's worth it? They look amazing. I and do. you look I amazing, totally too. Do. You're such a great dancer. You're such a great dancer. And, and it, it, that's the second time in a video that wordlessly and effortlessly you just fell right in with dancers and just there you were, moving right with them. It's such a great video. You say by Sweet Soul Sister Band on YouTube. Y'all got to check it out. It's such a good video. It's so great as an artist to have something you can look at and go, no apologies for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so many artists, I know lots of musicians, and I've been in this position where you go and you make an effort. I don't know, you make a demo, you write a song, and then... But there's always something you're apologizing for. Oh, the mix isn't right. Oh, the vocals aren't hot right. enough. Oh, it wasn't mastered. Oh, we were sleep deprived. But well, it's nothing's so, perfect, <laughs> ever. I, that that video. I mean, I feel like 15 years from now we can look at that and be like, "Yep, that's us. We did that." I think it's timeless because um, the video is not trendy, like a lot of art, musical art that you see these days that is popular and world famous. I think that this video is timeless. It has a little bit of nostalgia in it, like from the 80s, some of the looks that are going on. And um, there's some tomfoolery in there that's really kind of cute that you'll appreciate. But um, I, we didn't pigeonhole it. We didn't try to be 
We weren't trying to compete with today's musical artists. We just came from our gut when we made this video, and I'm really proud of that. And MTV or VH1 or whomever may not pick this thing up, you know, and that's okay with and me. Who cares? Who cares? You know, we, we, we expressed <laughs> that's ourselves. That's not why we're doing right. it. Right, right. It, it can't be. I feel like as an artist, if that's what drives you, you're just not going to get that far. You're doing it for part. the wrong reason. Yeah, you really yeah. do. You have to do it just for its own sake, just to say, you know, this is something I want to say in, in the world and in culture. I'm going to work hard to say it and express it, put it in a fixed form, and, and here it is, people. And then go take a nap. And it's very easy to, I know for me, as an artist who worked so hard on this song and this video and creating the storyboard and then all the work that went into the production and everything, um, it's easy to get discouraged when you don't get the number of hits or likes that you want. Yeah. <laughs> when your, you know, 28-year-old cousin is posting pictures of what color would look best behind my toilet and she gets 873 likes in five minutes over something like that and we busted our urses for four months on this project and we get 12 likes <laughs> very easy to get discouraged over something like that right. um, but what you have to stay true to is the reasons why you're making the art and I think if you can do that for all of you artists out there then you can't go wrong yeah so thank you for listening Thank you, chauffeur. We got a wrap. Uh, thank you for thank you to chauffeur. Yes, uh, thank you, chauffeur. <laughs> our sponsors for making this podcast possible and helping us uh, uh, get some press on our music and giving us a place to talk about our music. Um, yeah, chauffeur.com. Speaking of artists, or if you need a way to transport many people, this is your jam. And go on your tour. They have entertainer <laughs> buses. They call them that, entertainer yes. buses. I love that. They can they can serve pretty much anything, can't they? Yes. Yeah, you want to get a bunch of people from one place to another? Yeah. Chauffeur is your jam. That's how we're going to go tour Europe next year. And the bright green? Do we get the bright green bus? Yes. Yeah. Can't wait. We'll do Ooh. that. Thanks, everybody. This is Sweet Soul Sister. Dominique. We're out. Bye.